We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's Danny Morang here for a Jack Ramsey's After Dark special. Uh, let's pray and hope that my internet doesn't go out again. A little bit leery of something going wrong because, my God, it is just problem after problem after problem. But who cares? We're not talking about that right now because we're still up and running a minute and a half in, which breaks last night's record. All right, let's get into it. We're good to go. The Portland Trailblazers beat the Utah Jazz 134-124 Wednesday night in the Moda Center. It is now 11.20 at night. Um... <coughs> And I still haven't calmed down after what happened tonight. Damian Lillard had the most efficient 60-point game in NBA history. 60 points on 29 shots. Just truly... I, I hate using this because it sounds so just stuffy. and ugh. But it was... It was a blessing. It was an honor to be in the building. It's that simple. He's truly great. Real greatness personified. What he did tonight is something that just doesn't happen. Shooting 72% from the field on 60 points is... It's dumb. 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 And I'm glad I get to be there. I'm glad I get. I'm glad I get to be around it. Selfishly, I love every bit of it. Before we kind of dive into everything, Dan, let's kind of dive into the game real quick, and then we'll reset, kind of get where we are. <laughs> the first quarter sucked. <laughs> um, if anything was an indication of what tonight was going to be, that should have been it. Damian Lillard was 4 of 6. He had 9 points, and it felt like he was the only one who was going to score in that first quarter. Because Ant was 0 of 5. Nurk was 0 of 4. Hart was 0 of 1. Nobody did anything. They're 9 of 26. They're 1 of 9 from 3. Uh, they had a clean floor game. But the Jazz shot 52% from the field and 67% from three. And Portland just couldn't make Utah pull it out of the rim. I thought they got looks. Ant took five shots. I thought the shots that he got were fine. Three of them were threes. Walk into them, didn't go down. 
Nurk, on the other hand, was a disaster. A abject disaster. In a matchup that should have featured him bullying a rookie, he flopped and flailed and failed to impose his will. I There have been a couple times this season where I've been like, ah, you know, stuff happens, you know, Nurk just doesn't have it tonight. I was genuinely disappointed. He was bad. He was really bad. Played off the floor by a rookie bad. And that sucks so hard. We'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, he ended up picking up a little bit of a knock. Um, him, and, him and Josh Hart, which changed the rotation and changed some things up. But it, <sighs> Nurk was really bad. But Dame was was very good in the first quarter. Um, but that just, you're like, oh, God, you're down 31-19 to Utah. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We're back to doing this again? We're really, we're really going to do this again. And then, boom, the second quarter. The Blazers go from a 19-point first quarter to a 47-point second quarter. These second quarters these last couple nights have been bonkers. Looney Tunes stuff. Dame goes, after going 4-6 in the first, goes for 17 on 5-7 in the second quarter. 5-6 and 3, 4 assists, 2 steals. He's just doing everything. Jeremy Grant is dunking. Gary Payton is taunting the jazz bench, saying, you're going to leave me in this corner? Cool. This is the one shot out to the paint that I can't hit. Corner threes, baby. Let GP free G. Look, Nurk, no corner threes. GP, take all the corner threes you want. All of them. Uh, Nasir Little gets in after Josh Hart picks up a knock. Uh, he has a hamstring, I believe. <coughs> Nasir um, comes in, two for two, knocks down a three. Plays aggressive, plays with his hair on fire. Uh, basically, everybody is plus every plus everything across the plus minus. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, Ant knocks down a couple shots, got the free throw line, got the ball moving. Nurk, I thought he kind of redeemed himself in the second quarter a little bit. Got the playmaking going, got them out uh, into some early opportunities. And defensively, um, I thought the Blazers did a few things relatively well. Um, you can start to see some signs of some stuff. But you get into the half, you know, you're, you're, you're feeling relatively good up to after that first quarter. And then, 60, was it 66-64? Yeah, 66-64. Dame's got 26 of the half. Grant's got 12. Nice little bounce back game from Jeremy. Um, what was weird was the shots Jeremy hit, they looked really good. The shots Jeremy missed, they were really bad. They were bad misses. Bad, like... Off by feet. Like, uh, Ant had that happen tonight, too. Just the misses that the Blazers had tonight were really screwy. I, I don't know what to make of that other than that it was an observation. Uh, the Blazers came out and did not crap the bed in the third quarter. Golf clap. They did not crap the bed. Um, and I think a big part of that, uh, number one, was Damian Lillard. Um having 24 points in the third quarter, <laughs> including the final 20 points of the third quarter for the Portland Trailblazers. Yes, you heard that right. Damian Lillard scored the final 20 points of the quarter. Dame, 24 points in quarter. Other Blazers, 12. Dame, 24. Other Blazers, 12. 
These are the trailblazers that registered a shot in the third quarter. Damian Lillard, Yusuf Nurkic, Jeremy Grant, Drew Eubanks, Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons. Eubanks, Sharp, Simons, 0 for 3. Dame, 9 of 11. Nurk, 3 of 4. Jeremy, 2 of 3. They still scored 36. The flip side of this is, the Blazers have been going to their zone look. Uh, not a true 2-3, but a 2-2-1 on their makes. And typically, one of Jeremy, Nas, Josh, the wing types, is up top. One of them is in one of the corners so that they can help. I noticed, I want to say halfway through the quarter. I can't remember the exact time. I should have written it. I should have written it down. But I was like, oh, that's weird. Off there, make Nas and Jeremy are up, up top. I was like, oh, maybe, maybe it's just a, a little bit of communication thing and they're, they're just trying to figure something out. And then another make, and they come down, and Nas and Jeremy up top again, and then another make, and then Nas and Jeremy up top again. I'm like, okay, this is something they're doing here. They're, they're trying to do something, and they, and they got disruptive. They only get one steal. They only forced two turnovers in the quarter, but the Jazz only scored 12 points in the paint, and they only scored 27 in the quarter. And you started to see a little bit of a tide change. And I was like, hmm, this is interesting. I asked Nas about it after the game. and He said, you know, was that something Coach Billups decided to do? Was that just like, you know, what's what going to happen in that situation there? Why were you and Jeremy both up top at the same time? And Nas says, no, it was actually me. Um, Coach Roy, Roy, Roy Rogers, said, you know, said, hey, let's get into our zone. Let's, let's do our thing. Um, and, you know, Nas go here, you know. Everybody knows where they're supposed to go, and Nas is like, "No, no, no, no! I'm up top. Of, I'm up top of, with with uh, JG." And Jeremy and Nas like they put the big bulk up top. And so, for for those that don't understand why you wouldn't do this typically, is if you're going to run a zone, the weak spot of your zone is typically the center. If you're the offensive team, you want to get the ball to the middle of the floor because you want to either pull that back line up, Nurk or whatever center's there, and make those uh, wing helpers, the guys in the back line. Sag in to either open up corner threes or tag on a rotation. And typically, you want to have a little bit of size back there to help defensively, either as a rim protector or be disruptive on those backsides uh, in those positions. So there, there was there's a change there. When you're putting all of your size and all of your, your, your aggressiveness and your bulk kind of out front, your disruptiveness, there's a trade-off. Now you have six foot four. Anthony Simons, six foot two, Damian Lillard in the corners. I want to give Dame and Ant both credit in that they committed in those sections. They were disruptive. They got some some tip aways that didn't turn into steals, but they just dis- disruptive. Uh, even more so in the fourth quarter when they continued going with that. Um, you you saw them get to spots to be a little bit more disruptive. And I thought Nas was a huge part of that. Um, just his presence, his his willingness to kind of rev it up. And it's little things like that that I was like, good. Good to see. Like, that's that's the kind of thing that, that, that Portland's been missing. They've been missing that juice. They've been missing that little extra. And selfishly, I, I, I love Nas as a human. <laughs> he's so, he's very thoughtful. He's very... 
inquisitive. Like when you ask him questions, he doesn't, he, Nas will almost never just blurt out an answer. He'll stop and he'll really think about it. And that's so rare, particularly in younger guys. God, I'm going to get off my lawn with this. But it is so rare. And you can always tell when he's thinking about stuff. Like he doesn't just do stuff off the cuff. And so for him to do that, it was an active, it was a tacit like point of like, I want to do this. I think we should do this. And the coaching staff went with it. And I thought that was a really huge thing. The other huge thing is Damon Lamont Ollie Lillard had 24 points in the third quarter. <laughs> so if we're keeping track, 26 in the first half, 24 in the third quarter. That's right. Damian Lillard had 50 before the third quarter ended. Truly, truly, truly transcendent. Transcendent. Incredible performance by Damian Lillard. Down the stretch, you got more balanced scoring. And credit to Anthony Simons for keeping his head in the game. There was there was about a four-minute stretch where Dame and Ant dribbled the ball off their bleeping feet four times. The Blazers, I, I believe they finished with ten. Take ten total? Ten total turnovers. They had four of them in four minutes, and Dame and Ant just... Like, they, they both needed to reboot. Outside of that four minutes. Outside of that four minutes. The floor game from those two was very good. Incredibly good. Uh, both guys finished was with eight assists for Dame, nine assists for Ant. Was that 76 points and 17 assists from your backcourt? <laughs> Granted, Ant, or Dame did the heavy lifting on the scoring. But to have that kind of playmaking in a night where one guy was like that, that's, that's good. And for Ant to close the fourth quarter the way that he did after shooting poorly throughout the game, I thought was huge. Four or seven, one or two, got the line two or three. He did have the one time where he drove baseline and got caught in between the layup or dunk. The second time, he made sure to throw down the dunk. Uh, I thought Ant had a rough shooting night. It wasn't aggressive enough early, early on. Um, was kind of fading away on some things that he should have just been downhill on. But for the first time in a while, I thought he stuck to it. And he found ways to get involved. He had real, it wasn't just, I passed this guy and he hit a shot assist. He had real playmaking assists tonight. He had a couple uh, drop-offs to Jeremy, one look away, uh, one real quick skip. Um, I, I thought he was active as a playmaker tonight. One of his better floor games for sure this season. Not just in the counting totals, but just his activity as a playmaker. Um, I think that's huge. I think that's huge for Portland in a night that, you have to look at Dame having another 50.9 in a Blazers loss. If Ant has one of those nights where he's just, what, 3 of 13, you're like, <sighs> he's got, you know, two rebounds, two assists. Instead, he's 5 of 15, the 2 of 8 from 3 hurts. You want to see those numbers be better, but he did get to the line a couple times, 4 or 5. He gets the 9 assists, he gets the 4 rebounds, he gets the steal. The turnovers, it's frustrating, but... Fine, whatever. It was nice to see that. Grant has a nice bounce back. He finishes the night with 19 on 9 of 15. Uh, I don't want to count a bunch of stats here. Um, but I do also want to count out, uh, call out Drew Eubanks. Um, Nurk was, was atrocious in the first quarter. 
uh, and the saving grace of the first quarter outside of Damian Lillard was Drew Eubanks. Nurk had no energy, no life, no lift, nothing. Eubanks came in and immediately dunked on uh, Kessler. Kessler's a hell of a player. He's going to be a really fun player uh, in this league. But he uh, he dunks on Kessler, and the next possession down, he gets he blocks, breaks up an alley oop, and springs Jeremy Grant for a dunk. And Portland, that was enough for Portland to not get just absolutely schlacked in the in the first quarter. That's huge. Uh, Eubanks' final box score was he eight and ten? Yeah, he's eight and ten. Eight and ten with two steals, two blocks. But you could see the activity <clears throat> that Eubanks played with, the tenacity, the hustle, and when the Blazers did have Nasir and Jeremy up top, they were able to do that because Drew's mobility and ability to cover a little bit more space. He does he, he chases blocks a little a little too much for my liking. But um, beggars can't be choosers. But because of his mobility and his ability to cover a bit more space and to see it and not hesitate, it allowed the Blazers to be more aggressive. And you can see the thought process of like, what would it be like if the Blazers had a big back there who didn't have to play strictly drop coverage? There was a couple times tonight, I don't want this to turn into Nurk bashing because I want to talk about how great Dame was, but this is the last line. Uh, I want to say it was Taylor Horton Tucker. It was. It was THT. Uh, pick and roll with Walker Kessler. And Kessler's still like 18 feet out. Nurk's like at the rim. Like, I know you're playing drop coverage, man, but like, step up. Step up yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. Nobody's running the back line. And, you know, THT hits a floater, and it was just like, <sighs> okay. Okay, fine. That's It's going to be one of those kind of nights. I just can't expect anything from you. Drew came in and, and brought the intensity, brought the effort. He was a bit of a red ass. Uh, dove on the ground for a few loose balls. He was just solid. I just wish it wasn't, that it didn't have to be Drew like that. But played 25 minutes tonight. Was very, very good. Uh, give Nasir his, his round of applause. He finished the game. How, I don't know how. I don't know how Nas only had eight points and three rebounds. He just felt like he was everywhere. And I think that's what something Portland's been missing, and I think Gary does a, a really good job of that too. Uh, between the two of them, they had 14 points, seven rebounds, two assists. And it felt like they were disruptive. They played 29 minutes. Or, I'm sorry, uh, that's, that's Shaden and, and Gary. Um... Gary paid 12 minutes, but you felt like you felt him. Nas played 30 minutes, even though he only had eight points. It just seemed like every time he got the ball, he was doing what needed to be done, whether it was attacking immediately, shooting immediately, or getting downhill or, or moving the ball immediately. There was no hesitation. Boom, 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 boom. Great to see. All of that aside, we just saw one of the greatest singular performances in NBA history in the regular season. Damian Lillard shot 21 of 29 for 60 points. 72.4%. 9 of 15 from 3. 9 of 10 from the free throw line. 8 assists. 7 rebounds. 3 steals. Talking to him after the game, uh, Kevin Pelton of ESPN goes, Hey, do you did you know you had just had the most efficient 60-point game in NBA history? And Dan was like, Wait, what? Huh? Kevin, no, no, really, you did. And I got a picture of him probably about three seconds too late, but he's got this smirk on his face like, you serious? Really? Well, okay. And you can see the wheels turning real quick, and he goes, 
man, I pulled up from half court on that one. I, I probably could have, you know, it could have been a better night if I didn't take that one. It could have been a better night. <laughs> and even, even after a 60-point performance, he's already analyzing and being critical of that performance. That's, that's special. That's, fu- that's, that's fun. Um, I asked Dame about what it is about this time of the year that allows him to do what he has done, with the exception of last year, to be special in January and into February. He said, you know, some guys, you know, the the shine at the beginning of the season, showing what you can do, showing what you worked on this summer, showing what team you are and how much you care and how much you dig in. Some of that stuff wears off. And he goes, I take that as a challenge. I take that as an opportunity. And that's what allows me to kind of be successful because I plan for this. I know other guys are, you know, looking towards the break and, you know, do we win some games? Do we lose some games? The, the in between, like, how do we figure this out? All that stuff. And there is a pattern to it. There, there You can see it. One year, fine. Two years, okay. Three years, Okay, that's, I mean, there's something a little there. For seven years of this. <laughs> there's been seven years of Damian Lillard turning shit on in January. Being one of the baddest dudes in the league. You can't... You can't walk away from that anymore. I used to be like, ah, oh, come on, this, this year they won't happen, it won't happen. It has become... Entirely apparent that this is what he does. When he sees other guys are not, they are not tuned in. They are not doing the video work. They are not doing the little things that you need to do to keep your mind ready, to keep your body ready, to keep your spirit ready. That is when he is breaking their backs. That is why Dame time, that is why clutch time, that is why that shit exists. I've gotten to talk to Dame a lot over the last couple of weeks and just kind of understanding the, the, how he goes into this stuff and how he's t- feeling about this season and where things are. And The one thing I've come to realize is the, um, this, the obscene amount of preparation that he does. He makes it look easy because he's seen it. He makes it look easy because he processes things so well. Following the San Antonio game, he sees that San Antonio, they, they, much like Utah, they're running a lot of drop coverage. And by the way, the Utah Jazz did not bring two to Damian Lillard until he scored 50. <laughs> Will Hardy, great young coach. Going to be a dude in this league for a long time. Hell of a coach. You better bring two on Damian Lillard. <laughs> But if you are going to run a drop coverage on Damian Lillard, you are going to get murdered because he has seen it all. If you do not bring two to the level, you are cooked. You are cooked. You let that man walk into threes, fine. But now you start bringing help when he's already rolling, too late. Not that that late, you're done. Utah's a good, fun, young team. They still need some dudes. Walker Kessler's going to be a very solid player. Um, Sexton plays his ass off. Lowry's a stud. 
but there's just something about Dame regardless. If you don't have a dude at the point of attack, you cannot, you cannot run drop coverage on him. I mean, 9 of 15 from 3, so he's doing the math here. He's 11 of 14 from 2. So yeah, he roasted your ass from 3, but he got to the rim and he finished. And that's the thing is, he can see where the help's coming from when you run drop coverage. And if you let him turn the corner and get downhill, now he's playing downhill on a rookie. And Walker, like I said, Walker Kessler's going to be a good player. Walker Kessler with Damian Lillard going downhill is a losing battle. He may, the, the young man may figure it out in years. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. It's not a shot at him. Markkanen, Vando, whoever they put out there. What Dame is doing is not by accident. It is preparation. It is hard work. And it's giving a shit. For all of the pessimism that I typically have, if you want to know why I've been more optimistic than in the past... It's because I believe in what Dame believes in. In him. And I don't, it doesn't mean they think that they're going to be a title-winning team. It doesn't mean that I think that they're going to make a, a crazy run and get home court advantage. That'd be cool. Don't be wrong. But there's something about being around him being near him as he's doing this stuff, when you see 40, 40, 50, 50, 60, 60, you're like, Jesus, this is not normal. Dudes don't do this. There's two players in NBA history who have scored more 60-point, or had more 60-point games than him. Or three. Was it Kobe, Wilt, MJ, I think is what it was? There's so many records being rattled off in the press room that I can't keep track of them all. But he's up there. The question is, right now, who is going to follow him? Who is going to follow him? And I thought Dan, uh, uh, Anthony Simons took a, a big step forward tonight, and it, I, the 16, 9, and 4 doesn't sound like much. It really doesn't. <clears throat> 5 of 15, struggled from the field. But what it showed was that he could contribute and be there and help him and alleviate pressure in a night where he didn't have a shot going. That's probably the second time, third time I've seen that happen this year. I I firmly believe that Ant needs to be the number two. Because of his creation ability. I, I firmly believe that Jeremy is a number three and like the a dude at number three. I think Ant needs Ant needs to show his aggressiveness. Ant needs to show his dedication. Ant needs to show his how much he wants this. Which is why I think you're hearing those reports that are popping up about um, Ant being untouchable in trades. Because I think the Blazers want to give Damon Ant a real chance to see if Ant can grow into that. I believe Dame 
thinks Ant can be that guy. I believe the Blazers think Ant can be that guy. And I believe the team believes in, in Jeremy Grant being the guy to kind of buff that around them. And I believe the Blazers believe that Nasir Little can be a guy that can really help them, which is why that all the talk of Nasir Little was going to be the starter coming into camp. The injury just held him back, and even Nasir said as much. He's fully healthy. I asked him, you know, to see and Dame kind of come back from that injury the same ones you have and be this effective and have his person, have all his athleticism back. Does that kind of reinforce what he said? Yeah, to an extent. It's like, I don't look to it necessarily as like a motivator or anything along those lines, but it's, you do see it and like, okay, yeah, no, I can be this. And you can see the intensity and the joy that Nas is playing with right now that he didn't necessarily have. I don't, I don't think he felt like he could have to start the season because he wasn't healthy. And again, this is just two games. It's San Antonio and Utah, a very bad San Antonio team, one of the three worst teams in the NBA, and Utah, who's kind of meh. But they beat at least a meh team for the first time since for, in six weeks. I'm, even the Dallas games. Dallas was coming off of a uh, game where Luka played 53 minutes, was missing uh, Max Kleba, Christian Wood, um, was Dwight Powell got banged up, I think, in that game. I mean... It, and then the next game, there's there's no Luka. Like, sh- on paper, you're not going to give up those wins. So certainly not this team, because they've given up six or seven. And that was been my thing this year, is that this team has given up six or seven wins. And as crazy as this sounds right now, they are, what, 24, 23 and 25? They are two games out of fifth. Fifth. Flip five games for this team. They're 16 and 11 in games that they've led by 10 or more. Give them half of the games that they've they've led by 10 or more. Five games. That puts them at 28 and 20. 28 and 20 would have them third in the West right now. Third. He says, well, you are what your record says you are. That, and I agree. That's fine. To a man in that locker room, they believe they are a better team. I do, too. I don't know if I believe it 28 and 20, but 26 wins? Like third, fourth, fifth? Like, clearly? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Those OKC, those OKC games? The Orlando game? The Clipper game? And you can say, well, what about the Phoenix games? I'm not even talking about the coin toss games. I'm talking about games that they just didn't show up. They didn't respect the game. They didn't do what they needed to do to win. Does two wins mean that they're back? No. Toronto's coming to town. This is a test. Another game. They probably should have won. They beat Toronto, they might have a little something to build on. They might have a little something to build on. Uh, notes obviously coming out of this game: Yusuf Nurkic injured, Josh Hart injured, uh, Nasir. When let me pull up the exact quote. Do, 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 do. Exact quote from Nas. Uh, he was asked about uh, the you know what happens if the possibility of him starting. 
Not keep up first, so it's kind of screwing up my, my rotation here. Uh, I feel the same. I prepare the same. Whatever I'm given, I try to do what I can, regardless whether I'm starting or coming off the bench, you're going to get the same me. And I do believe that uh, from Nasir. With Josh, um, let me find out what, I can't remember, can't remember what Josh's was. I, what does it, it say? It was a hamstring? Hammy? 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 Somebody, there's so much going on tonight. Uh, right hamstring tightness. I did see him come up with it. So I'm reached down pretty, pretty darn quick. Um, hamstring. Saturday. Eh. Eh. Dicey. Dicey. I asked Chauncey if he thought there would be a lineup change, lineup change coming before or uh, was that after the Laker game? Yes, after the Laker game. And then before the, the San Antonio game. She said there was something there was there, they were considering. They did not do it. This might allow them the opportunity to do it without upsetting the apple cart. Nas physically showing he's able to go. Slides in to start. By the trade deadline... One of two things happens. Nas solidifies that spot, and things go as they were. Josh becomes a bit more of a playmaker off the bench, and kind of things go as what we thought they were going to be to start the season. Or Josh is traded, and Nas is the starter anyways. There's other eventualities, other opportunities, but as things sit right now, I strongly believe that Nasir Little will be the starter for the rest of the season. So, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I, I definitely would... I think Josh is better with that second unit where he has the ball in his hands more because... Utilizes a skill set. One of the things that still sits in my head is Josh at the exit interview talking about, yeah, they said they wanted to, you know, uh, use me more with the ball in my hands. As more more pick and rolls, more more opportunities, more opportunities to create. I think I'm in a good spot. Some, it was something along those lines. And when he came in as a starter, I was like, oh, you're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> there, there is a, okay, last season, Last season, Neil Olshay overpromised to seven different guys. CJ was going to get more touches. Nurk was going to get more touches. Cove was going to get more touches. Norm was going to get more touches. Uh, did I say Nurk already? Ant was going to get more touches. Everybody was. It was Oprah. You get touches. You get touches. You get touches. Everybody gets touches. That was never going to work. Never going to work. Josh in the starting lineup doesn't make a ton of sense because Ant needs touches, Jeremy needs touches, Nurk needs touches, as it sits right now. If you shift that around and there's one less guy in there, so Nurk, if he's traded, then you can maybe justify Josh being in there getting touches. Sure, that's fine. But I don't see it. Or even a closing lineup. Then you could see it as a different way to attack. Um, but Josh coming off the bench... 
playing as a secondary guy alongside Ant, relieving Ant of some creation duties, allowing Ant to play a little bit off ball, allowing Josh to run a little bit pick and roll, giving a different angle attack, giving a different look, changing the sight line for defenses. I think that would be the optimal, for me, that is the optimal way to run Josh Hart. But we'll see. Yes, I did see this. Everybody's asking, did I see the, the tweets tonight? Josh Hart did tweet out a lot of disrespect going on. Just remember, I have no idea what it's about. I would imagine some people said something stupid. Um, everybody keeps asking what happened to the show the other night. For those that didn't know, my internet went out a minute 30 into the show. Okay. Uh, everything is supposed to be good. Hopefully Comcast doesn't screw anything up. Brandon and I will do the mailbag show tomorrow. I have 50 replies from the last mailbag tweet. I will put up another one, but if you were in the first one, you're, I will get to yours first. And I'll try to grab and batch as many of those together. Um, I've had some trade buzz um, talked about tonight. I'm working to confirm what I can, where I can, uh, and hopefully I will have something for you guys tomorrow uh, on that. Um, but I I think there's, there's, there's opportunity for Portland to make some moves that will be impactful, but it will satiate some things, but won't be the big move. Or nothing at all happens. <laughs> the default mode should be always be nothing happens, because that's the safest way to assume it. But, I think that Portland is going to be active. I think Portland's going to be active. Um, and, you know, stacking up a few wins as they get towards it may make you feel out a little bit better. Um, like, rate, review, subscribe, help us grow the show. Brandon and I will go tomorrow. Uh, I will nail down the time with Brandon as soon as I know. Uh, and then we will work our way from there. Um, thanks, guys, for putting up with us, putting up with me. And uh, just <clears throat> sorry again about last night. I, 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 I actually, I genuinely feel bad. Um, it's just, you know, nature of the beast. Um, got a couple more home games. Uh, just a quick health update. My MRI is scheduled for Tuesday uh, of next week, so the surgery is going to be falling very quickly. So it looks like I will be down for All Star break. Uh, when that happens, um, I will have. <clears throat> I right now I've got a Gary video that is sitting there. I didn't want to release it <laughs> after they lost to the Lakers. Um. So uh, I've got that that I'm holding for the All-Star break. I'm I've got a Nasir video that I'm hoping to finish up. Uh, and then I will have a deadline video uh, based on what happens. Uh, and um, Joe Cronin will join me after the, the trade deadline here again, as he promised he would. So um, we've got a lot of stuff coming up here in the next couple weeks. Uh, I am hoping, I am efforting to get a couple other guests. Uh, Jake Fisher will join us before, and uh, I am waiting for confirmation on another national writer um, to help uh, paint a picture uh, heading into the trade deadline as well. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe, share us with your friends, share us with your family. Uh, let everybody know where you get the show, uh, what show you like. Or if you don't like and you hate watch, tell people that too. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I love you guys. Uh, have a wonderful, wonderful night. 
Uh, I appreciate you. We will be back tomorrow, uh, and then we'll work away from there. So, again, you can find us on social media at Jack Ramsey's, at Danny Maring, at Brandon Sprague. Email the show, jackdramsey's at gmail.com. You can DM me on Twitter. Um, For those of you that do DM me, I do try to get to them. Sometimes it takes me a couple days. I get a lot. I'm sorry. Uh, I I do try to do my best. Um, If I don't respond to you, there is a 99.9% chance that you are not, like, verified. I'm not talking the check mark. Like, I'm talking about, like, you don't have your phone number verified. Um, and that puts you in like the third page of my DMS <laughs> for security reasons. So, uh, if you do DM me and I don't respond to you, you're, you're probably literally buried with the bots. So I don't know, like put your phone number in and verify it. If you want to DM me, <laughs> otherwise email me <laughs> or, or just reply directly on Twitter. Uh, have a great night guys. Uh, enjoy this one. It feels so much better when they get wins, right? It's just, you know. This is why I try to say just you got to go with the ebbs and flows and enjoy the moments when you can. Um, I'm not using Richmond's line. It's his line. So it is a good one. But um, we'll catch you guys tomorrow, Thursday afternoon. And um, we'll go from there. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. Take care. Talk soon. Bye. Chapman, welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.